0: Welcome to the Heather Penny Podcast, where our goal is to help you reach your potential by increasing clarity, building confidence, and engaging courage. Dr. Heather Penny is a leadership coach, trusted advisor, and admired author. I'm Christina Morales, a writer and marketer, and Heather is my dear friend and my coach. So today we're continuing with our series called Grace Space. Be sure to go back and listen or watch our past episodes to learn how to demonstrate grace in every circumstance. Today, we're going to talk about freedom versus control. So let's get started. Freedom versus control. What do you mean by these two words? Um, Are we talking emotional, relational? Are there certain areas that we dominate with control and others that we live in freedom? What do you have in mind with these two words?
1: Well, I think it honestly just comes from the core of what I call the the good girl syndrome. Uh-huh. I grew up a real good girl, making sure I colored in the lines, followed all the rules. Okay. <laughs> so what that really started showing is, first of all, I had a lot of great boundaries and a lot of great support and a lot of beautiful people in my life growing up. So I always want to lead with that. But I also realized that I felt very constricted. I, I, there was a lot of P's and Q's I had to follow. There was a lot of things I had to do. So a lot of what I started living in was the sense of what do I have to do to make the grade? And literally academically, it was always like, I don't care what I'm learning. What, what do I need for the A? Mm-hmm. Um, with relationships, what is it that you want from me? What will make you happy? Um, uh, with any of the, we grew up in a religious communities and faith based communities and kind of checking those boxes and making sure that I was up to up to snuff <laughs> Mm -hmm. up to par? What was the standard in order to make me, um, whatever it was, a good Christian, a good person, a good, a good student, a good daughter, a good sister. That's all I was worried about. So that, that created a sense of control in my life that I kind of gave over it. I wish I could have had more voices influence that gave me the freedom to just be. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, but the beauty of that is I'm, I get to own that as I age and say, this is what I get to focus on. I've come out of a lot of control that saved, that created a lot of security and safety for me. You know, it was nice, but the flip side of that and probably the shadow side of that is I probably didn't get to explore a lot of the freedom of who to be. So I'm kind of counterbalancing that in my twenties and thirties. And now I'm moving into (laughs) my fifth decade (laughs) enjoying that sense of this is who I am and this is my best to offer the world. And it's allowing me then to engage with people at that level and say, I want to know who you are and what your best is to offer the world because I want to help you develop that even stronger. And so now you get to step in the freedom of being instead of that sense of control and being controlled
0: hmm. or
1: trying to control your world because you're trying to be the best fill in the blank.
0: hmm That's Definitely me also. Uh, I'm an organized planner and you can substitute that for control freak, but (laughs) is there a line that separates healthy planning into the realm of my world as a control freak? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Um, Where's the line between organized and freedom? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Well, you asked me these big questions. Just give me a minute here. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, I think one understanding where the control comes from is something you want to just get in touch with. Why are you feeling mm-hmm. controlled? Is it simply because I work better in a controlled environment, in an organized environment? Or is it, am I overdoing it and kind of, like, kind of becoming this OCD and I'm trying to control everyone else around me because I'm truly nervous or anxious about something that I feel out of control about? Mm-hmm. So if you can have that self-awareness and raise that and say, why am I wanting to control either this person or this thing or this environment, and is it coming from a good place? Um, That has helped me to to make sure that I'm living in my course of freedom and checking any sense of needing to control people, which by the way, we can't, (laughs) as much as we would love to, we can't, but you got to be honest with yourself when you recognize I'm trying to control them because I'm feeling out of control. So once you're able then to let that go, you find the freedom in yourself to say, okay, Heather, what are you really scared of?
0: Hmm. What are you
1: really nervous about? What are you feeling anxious about? What are you feeling out of control about? Be honest about that so you don't go and try and control your 16-year-old
0: son. (laughs) Mm -hmm. That's good. Like my house always has to be clean because I'm worried. What if somebody drops by? And a, nobody drops by. And B, we're in quarantine. No one's going to drop by. But even before this, I'm like, what if somebody breaks into my house? It has to be clean. Stupidest theory ever. And yet I held on to that for years because I didn't want some criminal judging me <laughs> for having a dirty house. So it's true. It's why. I know. It makes no sense. That's hilarious. A criminal breaking into your house <laughs> is awesome, Christina. <laughs> I know. But I'm like, okay, girls, make your beds. I didn't tell them why, but I'm like, your bed has has to be made it ha- yes it's yeah <laughs> we need to make these into hour long podcasts because <laughs> a half hour is not gonna cut it <laughs> and I was thinking about this topic and I came up with this idea tell me if it's true or not and it doesn't have to do with criminals breaking into my house <laughs> I control what I can so I'll have the freedom to do what I want like I'm organized in my work life so if my husband says hey let's go out to dinner I know that everything's ready for tomorrow. Or um, my home is organized and clean, like I said, in case, well, I guess, okay, in case a robber or somebody drops by. <laughs> and my husband is a total pandemic shopper. We can't control COVID, but we can control not running out of toilet paper. And we have a couple of <laughs> cases in the garage. And so a couple weeks ago, you said defensiveness doesn't always have to be bad. It's good because it can protect us and we can protect our children if somebody says something bad or acts poorly toward them. And I think the same can be said for control. Is that true?
1: Yeah, it's so true. You know, I, yeah. if I sit there and tell myself, I can, right now I'm trying to finish my book. I can write my book in the middle of a messy house. I'll be honest with you. I'm lying to myself. I got to feel, <laughs> I got to feel orderly in order mm-hmm. to get my thoughts ordered, orderly. So once I reconciled that for myself, I was able to be honest about it. And with all the beautiful people I live with, instead of me running around trying to pick everything up and control the environment, I just shared my heart with them and said, listen, this is really important to me. Mm -hmm. I want to have order. Uh, I don't have time to do all this order. And I know you don't all have time to do this order, but can we make some ground rules here and agree on some things? Once we started doing that and you know my husband and i are both working full time now we both yeah. own our companies i have two teenagers and so what i how i used to keep the house orderly um when i was staying at home with two young kids i was able to do a little bit more of that i don't have the time to so understanding what that means but not putting the pressure on them we all came to the table together and said what is it that we can all do to pitch in and where do we need some help Where do we need to uh, hire someone to help us organize things? And that was a whole new concept. I never hired an organizer, but to have an organizer come in and help me organize something because I didn't have the time to do that anymore, but I needed to live organized. Mm -hmm. And I was so grateful to be able to give work to other people that they do this for a living. You know, so it's just this awareness of saying... If I can't be honest of what I need with the people that I'm living with in order to step into the world that I need to step into, Mm -hmm. um, I'm going to try and control it. And so once I was recognizing that and having these safe conversations, even like with my husband, I don't want him to feel like I'm controlling him. I don't want him to feel like he has to live a certain way. So even listening to him saying, yeah, but I want to be able to whatever, leave my clothes here. Mm -hmm. I then had to say, oh, of course, that's fair. That's totally fair. Like we have to have these common expectations of what it looks like to live orderly and and talk about that. So that kind of just gives an idea of stepping away from the control, because if you're not honest about what you need, that's why we start trying to control the environment and controlling Mm -hmm. people. There's people in your life that love you and truly want to serve you and support you. Tell them what you need. Tell them what's important to you. And then come to the table together to say, okay, how can we do this so that we all share the load here?
0: Mm -hmm. And I'm glad you talked about it relationally too, because uh, that kind of goes with my next question on the opposite side of the coin. Freedom doesn't always mean a good thing either. Like one person's freedom shouldn't have the ability to hinder another's rights. And I think that's what the world has lost sight of right now. Uh, there's, where are the boundaries to our freedom of rights and s- of speech and beliefs? It seems like many are using their freedoms to control others. And so how do we know where that balance is of one person's freedom is not stepping on another person's freedoms?
1: Yeah, so well said. you going to run for office,
0: Christina? Oh, heck no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm too honest. No, <laughs> I have too much integrity. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: You you hit the nail on the head. Um, I kind of picture everybody standing on their own he- hills yelling about their freedom. Yeah. So got to be able to build a bridge and start meeting in the middle. Yeah. And so freedom isn't about beating each other over the head with a stick, so to speak.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Freedom is about saying, I want to be free and I want to make sure you're free. Mm-hmm. What is it that we need to do to live free together? Yeah. So it's a collaborative conversation with constructive conflict for sure and accountability. Mm -hmm. Wait a minute. We agreed that this was going to help us both live free. And yet you went back on your word here, or you decided to take the freedom back or you decided to say this is freedom when we didn't agree that was freedom. So just living in either a, our personal homes with our families is important to be aware of, but of course you can see, take it in the workplace. You know, what is it important for you in order to make sure that we have this project done? What is it that you need? I mean, I'm coaching a team right now where one of the things I'm telling them to, to ask the supervisor I noticed that you keep checking up on me. Mm-hmm. What is it you need in order to release this and feel good about it? Mm-hmm. All of them are good people, but the supervisor is starting to overly get involved. Okay. And what's the tendency? You're, you're embarking on my freedom. You're, you're impinging on my freedom. I don't want you involved. You're micromanaging. And that's kind of what they're saying to me. And I said, Okay, but we we can all agree that you like your supervisor and you know she's a great person. And they're like, Yeah, yeah, we love her. I said, Well, then you get to go say to her, hey, what do you need in order to let go of this? I can tell mm-hmm. that this is making you nervous. And, you know, I have my own team. I did that with them. It was awesome. You know, I was one person I just wasn't hearing from on my team. And I just said, I need to be able to hear from you. Mm-hmm. I'm realizing that three, four days is too long for me as a the business owner and the company owner to be able to not get a hold of you. Like, you mm-hmm. just need to tell me what's going on. I'm realizing how nervous I'm feeling. Once she heard that, she goes, oh, I didn't realize that. Of course I can respond to you. Mm-hmm. But if I'm not honest about that, what am I going to do? I'm going to start trying to control her. Or I'm going mm-hmm. to tr- control other things. I just have to be honest about what I need and message it to the person I'm working with.
0: Mm-hmm. And I love that you're, it's, it goes back to what we were talking about, grace versus shame. So freedom, are, are you showing grace in your freedom? Or are you shaming someone else by saying my freedom is more important than yours? And so it's basically what we're talking about. This is, it's the theme that we're talking about. So if it's within those parameters, yes, of grace and shame, then that's kind of the boundaries that we should set.
1: Yeah, it's so true. You know, I'm, I'm thinking about Nicole. You actually know Nicole. We had such a great conversation around this because I said to her, I am losing sleep at night over my um, project that we're we're working on. Uh And she goes, oh my goodness, I don't want you losing sleep at Mm -hmm. night. And I thought, of course she does it. I just didn't know how to say that out loud. And so I started with my heart, which was, this is making me nervous. I'm losing sleep at night. And Mm -hmm. of course, being in this amazing colleague, she says to me, what is it that you need in order to not lose sleep at night? And I said, I need a timeline. Okay, <laughs> That's what I was realizing. I, that's going to help us live in freedom in our relationship without me trying to control you or you trying to control me. And, and, then, and then I said, and then I need you to communicate the update on the timeline.
0: Mm-hmm. And then when
1: I reach out, I need it to be, you know, something like within 24 to 48 hours response. These are all awesome expectations because she took the initiative to ask me, what is it you need? And it's so cute now. She will get off the phone. She goes, are you losing sleep over anything? And I'm like, no, <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm, I'm, I'm doing awesome. And it was only because I just realized, you know, I held it for probably too long because I was trying to either control it or act like I wasn't losing sleep. But once I stepped into it and said, you know, I'm really losing sleep, not your fault, not mine. I'm just nervous about something. I think I need some reassurance and I think I need to hear about some things. I need to ask some questions. These were all things that I didn't even realize I needed hmm. until I started being honest about it. And she was able to say, oh my goodness, I want to help you with it. And a lot of times we don't trust that other people want to help us with it. Hmm. And that's where I say, start with, hey, I'm really nervous about something. Here's what I need. So for instance, the supervisor being able to say, I'm really nervous when I don't hear from you by the end of the week about this project. That's what I'm helping supervisors to own if they start over micromanaging. They just need to say what they need from their people so that they can rel- you know, rest and relax.
0: Mm-hmm. I'm glad that you said that because, um, like I said, I'm a control freak. And so one company needs me to write some blogs. And usually they outsource it, but I am refusing. I'm like, no, I need to do it because I know that I'm going to do it right. I saw the people you had before, and they were horrific. They wrote like a sixth grader and I'm not going to let that happen again. And so I'm a complete control freak because I think that, you know, I know I'm going to do it right and they need to have it right. (laughs) And so how do we uh, relinquish control over those situations and just, like you said, trust someone to get the job done?
1: Well, honestly, I'd I'd start with changing your language and say, I have
0: very high standards and
1: I have high expectations.
0: Well, I like that better. (laughs) I have high expectations and I only want excellent. I only want excellence for the people yes. who I work for and I want to bring the best product possible. Yes. Mm-hmm. So then once
1: you say that you don't put yourself in a negative light. So I will say, think <laughs> like, I, I am here to help you put your best foot forward.
0: Okay. You
1: know, so when I'm coaching, especially I coach high at the top, you know, presidents, vice presidents. And I literally am, I feel a little bit like I'm playing a little bit of a publicist role. I'm very, I'm very aware of their image. <laughs> and I just say, well, I'm not sure this is going to be presidential. I'm not sure mm-hmm. this is, is really going to help reflect the best on your office. And I think if you do this, this will help you reflect the best. Mm-hmm. So I think as you you step into that and you recognize, I unapologetically have high standards and high expectations. So I'm just going to go ahead and say that out loud.
0: Mm-hmm. And I will
1: say, Christina, this is why I've hired you. <laughs> you have your expectations are matching my expectations and I appreciate that about you so I think what can be perceived as wow Heather's really asking a lot there's no misunderstanding like she's a control freak they get to go well she warned me (laughs) she has high expectations she has high standards she has a level of excellence but I but then I tell them I go but don't worry you can expect that from me so I don't just expect that one way what I ask of people, I'm also will. I'm also putting on myself. It's a very synergistic connection, and I'm not going to accuse you of being a control freak, and I don't want to be accused myself of being a control freak. I'm just going to remind you that well, oh, we all we all agreed on on excellence and high expectations.
0: Mm Mhm. that helped, Christina? (laughs) Yeah, this makes me think of, well, we're talking about leadership roles and even parenting. Like if I give my kids complete freedom, they're going to eat ice cream for breakfast and wear shorts and a t-shirt in the rain because that's what kids do. Um, But if I control every minute of their lives, they're never going to be able to make decisions on their own. So they need to learn to fail and to pick themselves up. So what are some self-talk questions that we can ask ourselves to make sure that we're giving others freedom? We're not controlling them, but we're helping and guiding them.
1: Oh, that's great. That's really great to be aware of because one of the things I do is I just give people the permission to tell me, hey, I'm just kind of feeling a little controlled.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Once I hear that, I just go, oh, hang on, hang on. Let me hear what's going on.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: You know, I'm committed to that and I'll use my son you know, Luke, he's 16 and we're both very strong, very independent, very verbal. We both have lots of ideas and opinions and neither of us, once we recognize the intent of neither of us want to control one another, mm-hmm. it just helped our conflict be, stay very constructive. So the moment he starts reacting to me and I am probably trying to control him or something, yeah. I just stop and I say, hang on a minute, what's going on? And he'll say, I'm feeling controlled. And I'll say, okay, let me back up. You know, tell me tell me, tell me, me what it is you're feeling. Let me, help me understand it. And I'll listen to him talk about it. And I'll say, okay, here's my intent. And I'm not going to control you, but I am going to keep the standards high. You still need to get an A in this course. <laughs> now, how you do that gets to be up to you. So it sounds like I might be controlling when you do your homework and how you do it. And he's like, yes. So I'll say, okay, fine. Get an A and that's fine. Now, if you don't get the A, then we're going to sit down and have another talk and talk about what does that look like in order for you to, to, to be set up for success. But what I'm really listening for too is, especially in the case of my son is just listening to, does he feel loved and accepted by me? Or does he starting to feel like I can't ever measure up to mom? Mm-hmm. And that's something too, I keep the door open to because I have high expectations, course, the shadow side of that is people can feel maybe controlled or people can feel like they never measure up. At the heart level, I truly care about that. Yeah. So I give him, give him that permission to say that. And he said that to me not too long ago. I said, let me stop everything then because I don't care about the homework. I don't care about the course. If you get an F on it, I'm still going to love you and you are totally enough.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So you're, you're just constantly watching that heart piece with the high expectations and giving people to, the permission to say, hey, this isn't working for me. And then you're listening to that and you can say, okay, I totally understand this isn't working for me. doesn't mean you necessarily lower your expectations, but you're building that bridge to the other person's heart and finding out why it's not working for them. And then coming to the middle of saying, what do you need in order for this to work for you so that we can both achieve this, this agreed upon result. Mm -hmm. And then you kind of work through that, negotiate through that. I still want him to get the A as a mother. We've agreed on the fact that he can get an A. He wants to get the A but then we had to renegotiate of how he got the A and I had to really listen to what helped him feel like he got to independently and, you know, um, autonomously step into that journey without me giving input advice or thoughts on how to get that A. (laughs) Mm
0: -hmm. Okay. Now this is convicting me because I've been a nagging wife lately because life has been stressful and we're all home. And yeah, I've been Hopefully my husband won't hear this because then he'll know that he's right and I'm wrong. (laughs) So how can I not control him and nag him so much when, say he doesn't put the dishes away right, or uh, just little things. It's just, but I've been nitpicky lately and it's part of trying to control my environment, I think, or control something in a world that's uncontrollable.
1: Yeah, I think you're, I, I do the same thing, Christine, And I think once I realized our poor husband, <laughs> can take the brunt of it, right? Yeah. They're the safe place and they're desperately wanting to serve and help and care for us and love us. Yes. But you're right. We don't want to exploit that or, or use that up. And so when I feel myself leaning toward that, I have to stop and say, I don't want to be this. Yes. Yeah. This is still bothering me that he, you know, keeps putting his coffee cup in the in the sink and it's piled up for four or five days. Now we've got five or six coffee cups. Now. <laughs> you know that, yes, that's still bothering me, but how do I want to, first of all, bring it up? And then second of all, what else is bothering me? And third of all, mm. is it worth it? Mm-hmm. But these are all things that have started hitting me. Um, the infamous toilet paper roll, mm-hmm. right? That's what right. I heard a lot of marriages talk about and I go, yeah, that's right. I've always changed the toilet paper. And then I realized, you know what? It's not worth it to me. This Mm, is actually how I'm going to love him. And I'm not ever going to complain about the toilet paper roll. This is it. This is Mm. stupid and little, and it's embarrassingly small. But every time I change that toilet paper roll, that's me saying, I love you. Mm -hmm. And that (laughs) is something that I had to kind of come to grips with versus I want this marriage to be this total fair space and this this, um, tit for tat. Well, when I start getting after him about things like that, I'm creating a, a relationship that I don't even want. I don't want to be held uh, like in the spare space of you have to do this, you have to do that. And yes, I'll sit down and say, Hey, I, I think I'm getting tired of putting everything in the dishwasher. But there's other times where I'll say, no, this is, this is what I do because I love them and I don't care.
0: Mm-hmm. I
1: really don't care. And I can only do that when I'm honest with how I'm doing inside with my life am I feeling stressed about my work or am I frustrated with the kids or am I frustrated with some friends or I'm feeling rejected or hurt in these areas? Well, then I don't want to zero in on my husband keeping the coffee cups in the sink and he gets the full brunt of that.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: sometimes the nagging comes from a, just a multiple of places that I have to just go and take a walk and look at it and go, wow, you've got a lot coming on
0: yeah. and you're
1: feeling a lot and your poor husband's going to get the brunt of that with that stupid cup, you know, coffee cup in the sink still again. And you just don't want it to, all of it to be laid on there. Mm -hmm. So you're kind of separating things out so that you can own it a little better and then recognize, particularly in a marriage, I don't want a tit for tat. I just don't. I don't want scorekeeping. No. I don't want this incredible sense of justice and fairness. I want grace and I want him to be able to do things for me lovingly. And I want to do things for him lovingly. Can I do that authentically all the time? No. I have to then deal with why I can't do it authentically. Authentically, it could be, I really am tired of the coffee cups and I just want to talk about it and say, hey, I'm kind of done doing this. Authentically, it could be a lot of other things hitting me and I'm putting a ton of weight on that mm. coffee cup in the sink. So I'm really owning that space to make sure that I'm creating, I'm participating in creating the space I want and understanding what it is that's going on inside of me that makes me want to zero on a coffee cup that really is not important. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. That's good. It's, it's, yeah, because it's like, our control, our expectations are controlling us and our frustrations and our stress is controlling us. But letting it go is giving you freedom in your relationship, in your marriage, in your emotions saying, okay, I'm going to let this go. So yep. yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, I'll go apologize to my husband right now because that's all the time we have for today. <laughs> I'll make him a sandwich and apologize. <laughs> so join us next time when we address the next topic in Gray Space Trust versus fear. These are all very difficult topics, Heather. Next time we'll make something easier. <laughs> no, no, we want the hard stuff. We wanna we wanna get healthy. (laughs) Please subscribe to the Heather Petty podcast. And for questions, comments, and resources, visit heatherpetty.com. Remember to live your best life. You have to live intentionally. Have a great day. And we can't wait for you to join us next time. Thanks, Heather. You're welcome. Take care, everyone.